what happened at Burning Man. It's like Coachella, just way more crazy. Yoga, uh, yeah, tantra workshops, sex events. <laughs> <laughs> All the burners. How dare you? Coachella is so basic. No, no, no. We have to. We have the ten principles and so on. And we like, no, no, no. Leave no trace. And we take it all out. And we're, I, I've been to Burning Man for twenty-five years already. Like I know what's about. I know all the camps and so on. Hi, welcome to Courage, a podcast about love and wisdom, a space dedicated to sharing interesting life stories to enable us to reconnect with the deeper meaning of courage, to ultimately inspire you to live from your heart. I'm your host, Valeria Soler. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming out every Tuesday with new fascinating guests and discussion topics relevant to your personal development and spirituality. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, so today, we're going to talk about Burning Man. Do you know what Burning Man is? Do I know what Burning Man is? I know what Burning Man is. I've been. You've been? I've been to Burning Man, yes. Yes, indeed. I but think only crazy people go to Burning Man. I'm a bit crazy. That fits. Yeah, you look a bit crazy. <laughs> you <look laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about our experience in Burning Man to reflect and to share with you what we lived and we, we experienced and hopefully you get the chance to go as well one day and live this experience for yourself if that's something that calls you mm -hmm. yes um thank you for the beautiful introduction uh i'm leon and i'm with my beautiful girlfriend valeria and we've been to burning man 2022 and want to share about it so tell me, what is Burning Man? In like one sentence. The craziest Coachella <laughs> I've ever been to. <laughs> My favorite show was Rufus the Soul, who didn't show. Um. No, no, no. So Burning Man, it's a city, it's a festival, it's a the biggest art gallery, temporary art gallery. Uh, it's camps, it's the desert, very dusty. It's a lot of things. And um, I think it, it, I'm mentioning some of the biggest ones, but um, they, they all kind of play with each other to create this very unique, very authentic experience, very raw, very adventurous. It's like a melting pot of so many things, um, which, can look a bit like a mess but there's an order to the mess you know because mm -hmm. it's a bit overwhelming at times like there's so much happening so many people so many lights but they all make sense like the spotify algorithm picked them all out to kind of give some coherence to the place and that we're all guided by like some values that uh were created and um it's it's a very magical place yeah, yeah. Pretty good, good description so far. Um, I would add some hard facts a bit. So yeah, it's a temporary city in the desert of Nevada. 
um, that only exists for a week. And yeah, like about 80,000 people come together and do some crazy shit there. And we were one of them uh, this year. And ever since we met uh, seven months ago around in Bogota, we wanted to go. And I kind of like pushed you a bit like with the initiative okay yeah let's go and then you had the people basically which uh, with which we could go right yeah the, you you describe it very well you describe it very well i had a very big intention of going one day to burning man i didn't think it was going to happen so early and um but um, it happened because of you and i'm very thankful for that Mm -hmm. We also got to spend my birthday there. Mm -hmm. um, on the Manburn day. On, on the Manburn. So it was it was a very crazy experience and very beautiful. And um, I am starting to open up and, sh and put myself out in the world with these podcasts. And we were like, no, definitely we need to make an episode or maybe more mm -hmm. about what we lived in Burning Man. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I learned about it initially um, in, yeah, just seeing like YouTube videos and, and podcasts, mainly uh, from Misha Janiec on, on Instagram. And it really inspired me because I was like, what, what is this crazy place? So um, I committed myself to, to go like w once it was available and it didn't happen now for the last two years because of COVID. So um, I basically already had the uh, ticket like pre-saved for this year. So it was clear that I was going to go. And then when we met in Bogota, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Burning Man, by the way. And we really connected on that topic. And then uh, a little bit later, we thought, okay, well, how about we go together? And then ever since, I think it has been kind of on our mind a bit anticipating it towards it, right? Like for me, it was a... Um, I know it was like a big, big topic, kind of feeling worthy to go a bit, because for me, I kind of was like hyped up. This is like this place, which is like super magical. And are you kind of like ready yet, Leon, to, to go? But then kind of because I knew I would gonna go this year, I also, I don't know, made decisions that led me there. So for example, I quit my university this year because I was like, okay, I can't go to Burning Man and then continue going to the university because I just, didn't enjoy it that much and didn't feel like it was really the right thing for me. So making that decision also kind of led up to it, to us being here now and talking about it and kind of being, um, yeah, another another beacon to, to scream that experience out into the world and kind of say, yeah, this is something, if you ever get the chance, go and we share our experience now to maybe make you want to go. And I think um, as things are now, there are a lot of different sources that exist already of different perspectives of, of Burning Man and different people having and, and sharing this. Um, but we also understand that social media works by bubbles. And I know that in my bubble, nobody that I know goes to Burning Man except mm -hmm. for the friends in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it's something also that I would like to permeate into these different <laughs> circles back home, back in Colombia. And it's like, hey, friends, uh, this was really awesome. I loved it. If you get a chance to go or maybe you should put that in, 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 in your bucket list to do one day before you die. Mm -hmm. And um, that's 
also very motivating to do this episode. If that inspires one of you to go, mm -hmm. I would be profoundly touched, touched by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been a little bit vocal about it on Instagram already, but I think it's just such a big experience also, also for me or even our relationship, right? Like on the first day that we met, we already talked about, about Burning Man and, um, it definitely it deserves a bit more than, than just seeing the pictures and also kind of seeing beyond kind of the, the flashiness, you know, you see the parties, you see the crazy artwork and that's of course great but for me also at the center is really just the community and the people and all the things that also happen during the day so it's it, it's so many different experiences you can have um so i don't know what what experience do we have chiki so where do we start okay we met in bogota we we, we anticipate we planned it and then i think we got into a camp Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we prepared that online. So um, with your friends from San Francisco, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we were obviously in San Francisco. Our, we were actually in a village with two other camps. Um, so we were the shady melting pot and <laughs> all our camp leaders are tech bros. <laughs> San Francisco tech bros. It's mm -hmm. such a vibe. Um, and... It was interesting because it, it kind of was abstract. Okay, what do we really need to take with us? Mm -hmm. How is it going to look like? I think it was helpful to be on these video calls with people that had been as well. Mm -hmm. Like, like, do you shower? How do you go to the bathroom? How much money do I need? How much time is the com commute? Like, what do I need to do to prepare for this? Because it's so big and hard to digest. And I think it really helped me to reduce so much complexity um, talking to people that had already been. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are kind of different experiences how you can go. You can just like go by yourself, like go, go with a rental car or something and just camp out there. Like there's no reason to go in a camp. But now because you happen to like know someone that are part of the of a place camp, we basically had some of the infrastructure already provided, you know, like that kind of gave me also some reinsurance, like going for the first time with people that are already very experienced. But um, on the first, uh, on, on f some of these calls, I wasn't in. I think you took part, but I don't know, I didn't make it. So for me, um, there's like a big survival guide, which says like, I don't know, 50 pages or something with all the information about how to get there to um, yeah Black Rock City and uh, what to bring survival and then a big topic was also like costumes right we we were in Tulum oh, before yeah. yeah we got a bit on details oh, <laughs> we got it on some details you know <laughs> like first time Burning Man you gotta like look super cool and like uh, I don't know But it, w it was a good experience. But we we've been in Tulum before going to San Francisco, and uh, we spent like so, so coherent. Yeah, I mean, quick quick excourse like Tulum is pretty sim ha ha goes a bit in a similar direction a bit from the vibe of of Burning Man. It's definitely a little bit fake, but we we've been there before because it was something that like we both were interested in and heard about of going and um yeah at least i spend a lot of time like shopping costumes or like or like okay yeah we're going to burning man we want to like i don't know look nice or um something but i would say 
you you can wear costumes but also a lot of people like don't wear any costumes you can just go by yourself as long as you like got like goggles a dusk mask like more on the supply side survival side i think that's more important than i don't know look looking good while doing it mm -hmm. but there's something something to it you know having the discomfort the harsh environment uh, dancing in the desert and then still looking damn good while <laughs> so it's something it's a vibe it's a total vibe and um i think for you it was also getting out of your comfort zone with always like going super minimalist on mm -hmm. on the way you look and actually enjoying shopping mm -hmm. enjoying trying things on and exploring all these different things that you wouldn't normally get but burning man was a perfect excuse to mm -hmm. explore kind of this other side of you that mm -hmm. maybe doesn't get to shine on the everyday that much But it's still like oh trip master <laughs> or i don't know tuluminati yeah, yeah, yeah. i the like the tuluminati so vibe the hair was so good so Your yeah head is so iconic. we prepared the actually mm -hmm. um since we're posting this on my thingy the cover of my picture right has the tuluminati hat yes so this hat was very iconic to leon mm -hmm. um and i bought it for him and i decorated it myself and it has runes it ha it has a it used to have a feather now the feather got mm -hmm. messed up um but it's super beautiful and very special and it's also the sun rays right yeah yeah, like yeah mr sun you know yeah mr sun your so. player name But it fits both of us really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a gift from from Vale to me, and um, yeah, that also came from Tulum. So in Tulum, it was a bit like the optical preparation, and then we arrived in San Francisco and did like the more like barebone uh, preparation. So dust mask, like like goggles, uh, making sure we have like the supplies right. Like even though we did that on the way, but I don't know, just just some further like now it's getting real we're only five days away three days away two days away one day we were going tomorrow do we have everything mm -hmm. and um yeah then we we rode together with um two other from our camp and uh, there the adventure started right like it was a 10 day adventure in total um it was a small car and we were like, cramped in with all our stuff you need stuff for the day you know it's hot and then cold at night so we had like jackets and and all types of stuff and we were we were already cramped in there just by that but then going grocery shopping in reno it was so bad like <laughs> yeah it was probably I don't know if it was the most cramped I've ever been in a car, but it was definitely pretty tight. It was pretty tight, bro. It was pretty tight. Definitely, <laughs> I, bro. <laughs> after grocery shopping, I couldn't see you anymore. We just built a wall. Yeah, no. An entire wall separating us, mixed uh, with stuff and food. Mm -hmm. And I think my feet didn't touch the ground. Really? Yeah. You were like stuffed all the lower part stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Crazy. And the the line wasn't that bad. And already uh, in the line, we we started like walking around mm -hmm. and talking to some other people that were also like uh, outside. And we already put our goggles on our mask because it was very dusty. Mm -hmm. So for context, like leading into into Burning Man, there's a big line because all the people kind of arrive at the same time and you 
have to get your ticket checked and sometimes they check if like people don't like free ride like just hide in the trunk or something even though they don't have a ticket so we had like we were like driving out like the big highway reno and then like onto the onto the desert or the the playa dust it's how it's called and then we were waiting i think around six hours like uh from from 12 to to 6 a.m so we still saw the sunrise when we came in um and yeah kind of seeing seeing the city for the first time right like all the avis but i think it started in the line really like getting the vibe a bit we talked to some other people um it was already pretty dusty but they're like nah this is nothing yet you gotta have the biggest dust storms you won't be able to see shit and um kind of I think overall I needed some time to just groove into the whole experience, you know, like I wasn't really sure what to expect and something was different there in the line. Like people seemed very chill, had already some outfits on and so on, but I didn't, couldn't quite pinpoint it yet. And then like driving in, I was okay, how, how does it look? But yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, didn't expect what, what to come then, right? I was just observing everything and soaking it in. Um, for me, it, it, it's a bit, it was a bit hard being in the car for so many hours. Mm -hmm. And I think for me to cope, I, I, since we weren't moving much, I'm like, okay, it's the perfect time <laughs> to give myself a henna tattoo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did yeah, the henna the, tattoo. Yeah. Details mm -hmm. And it turned out pretty good. I was very happy with myself. I felt like I was being productive, even though like we were stuck in this line that seemed like it took forever. Um, but then we eventually uh, made it to the entrance, and you do the thing, right? Oh, oh yeah. You hit the. You hit the. What is it? A bell? Yeah, or yeah. You hit the bell, and then you do a snow angel in the dust. If you, they like ask you, are you a virgin? Which means like you go the first time for the uh, to Burning Man, and then uh, you do the snow angel and and hit the bell, and like then they say welcome home, and I don't know it. During the week, it more and more felt like that. Weirdly, right? Um, so the guy that uh, did the welcoming for us, he, I don't know, was so cheery and happy, but like just genuinely very sweet. Like he, he hugged me and lifted me off the ground and twirled me around. Mm -hmm. I know I'm, I'm, I'm short and a bit small, but that, that was really sweet. And mm -hmm. um, I think in that point, I wasn't quite ready to truly immerse in the playa dust. I think you did the snow angel and I'm like, nah, that's not necessary. I don't mm -hmm. really want to. Um, but then later I did mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I really embraced it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we arrived, uh, barebone built up the tent and, and slept. And then we, I like you already went out, but I was waking up by the heat. Like it was hot, like uh, the sun shining already at like 10 AM or something. Uh, was okay and then there was camp building right like the two of us we were one of the few that got in on an early pass with the camp so they're like passes being issued for camps to like already uh, start building before the events officially starts which, which is on sunday and we got in on saturday so it was building up shade structures and we had like a like a dome uh, which was challenging right like uh, building that shit up we need like three people or something later uh, later yeah later 
I think we get to that. <laughs> we get to that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, building up the camp in, uh, in the in the midsummer. But I mean, once the shade structure was there, it was okay. But um, yeah, it's definitely. I'm definitely happy to kind of have been part of the like putting it up and taking it down experience because it gives me a bit of a different appreciation from I don't know how much work goes into the city like millions and and so many people like building that up and and then taking it all out again like I was very happy to to help out and for me it gave it gave a lot of fulfillment kind of um, doing something useful first before I don't know, emerging all in all the madness and party and so on. So the first day was mostly just building things, building the camp. But then in the evening, we still went exploring, if you remember. Do you want to share? Yeah, we went into into the playa. We saw some art. I think I lost my dust mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yucky, yucky. <laughs> yucky. <laughs> Too late. Um, what else did we do there? It was just like grooving into it. We got the free food. We got the free food. At the, at the, <gasps> oh my god, yeah, that food artists. was so good. How, how you forgot it. You know? Yeah, no, no, that they. It, but this place was like for artists. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. we were like, no, but we're also artists. <laughs> I made our 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 village entrance uh, sign, and we helped to you helped up build the dome and everything. They're like. <laughs> we're just gonna let you in yeah. yeah and it was such good food it was a lot of food it was like a proper meal mm -hmm. so i mean in retrospective like we kind of packed a bit of shit food like a lot of like like bars and so on like a few few like warm ramen but like out there in the playa dust you definitely get a different appreciation for like basic things like just having warm food like this i don't know the salad the noodles and so on it's just it just feels so nice like being used to like cliff bars and so on from from what we brought because we weren't really sure like about the cooking situation so um i bear in mind there are a lot of food places right so like it's not that the organizers provided but all the camps that come in there there are some food camps basically which which gift it is to uh, give food to people um, i mean kind of every camp or i mean even gifting is a central value of uh, of burning man so um, and it's also one of the most beautiful experiences. So I had a lot of fun gifting later down, but definitely something, a good, good start evening to kind of groove into a bit, see a bit of an art and kind of get a feeling for everything, I think. Yeah. And I would just like to first maybe talk about the food. Mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like if we do it like day by day, then like I kind of want to condense the food experience a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, because I would like to highlight some parts of our food experience, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love remembering it as well. So, but but also uh, some of this, I or the one I'm about to talk about first. I did it myself. I went by myself. Okay. So, but it's a place you also know. Mm -hmm. It's the grilled cheese hot dog mm -hmm. place, yeah. which dear was... Dear to my heart, dear to my heart. <laughs> dear to my heart as well. I love that place. I'm, I'm thinking like, mm, I kind of want a grilled cheese now, mm -hmm. just remembering it. And um, 
I think it was after some workshops or something. Mm-hmm. Sometime in the week, I went into the grilled cheese place by myself, and there was this huge line. And I talked to the waiter, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, do you think I'm gonna be able to make it? Like, there's already this huge line." He's like, "Are you by yourself?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh well, do you mind making some friends? And then I was like, "No, it's okay. I can, yeah, I can mm-hmm. make some friends." So he sat me in with a booth of other people. Mm-hmm. And in that booth, they were two Swiss, and uh, the others were American and one Australian guy. But the two Americans, they were deaf. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so we only communicated by writing in their notebook. Yeah, and um, it was mostly the Australian guy writing, and I was talking to the Swiss, but then I got to also write in, in the notebook. Um, and I, they told me a bit about themselves. Like I read, it's like, oh yeah, we work with education. We help other people that are deaf, uh, explaining things and translating. And I'm a teacher and so on. And I was like, oh my god. Well, in back home, I we do something similar to this. I think that's really fascinating. Here's my contact info. And um, it was just so beautiful with the one guy. He got so excited that I like there was something going on as well for education back in Colombia for people with a hearing disability. Mm-hmm. At the end, he just gave me like the warmest hug ever, mm-hmm. and we were like we were just vibing. Like there was the music that was playing was also music that I knew, so I was like dancing a little bit and like mm-hmm. singing along. And then he saw me dancing and grew, and then he would like dance as well. And then I was like, but how do you? And then how do you listen to this? It's like, no, well, the, the vibrations of it and, and so on. And I'm like, hmm, what? This is so fascinating. But I was just so touched by by his warm hug. It's like the best hug I've ever gotten. Really? Wow. I don't know if it's the best hug I've ever gotten, but it felt very, very special because we couldn't really talk, but we just vibed energy-wise. And um, yeah, that's one of them. Would you like to share another food experience? No, I would just like to, I don't know, kind of put it in a context. Like what you just shared is like, I feel like there were like a lot of these moments like during the week. And I think it's one of the things that kind of made it most for me. Like sometimes you just feel like there's some some magic going on, right? Like at, at Burning Man, you're like, hey, the queue is so long, I can't make it. And and then it still works out, right? So there's like a saying of the, the playa provides. So and I feel like that that really went true. And like just meeting people, this interactions, like I, I never actually, I think, like talked or, or written to with a deaf person. So I think it really broadens broadens your horizons overall and uh, another food experience i mean we've been to the ramen place right that was that was pretty much up there Th- that's nothing short of magic actually it's nothing short of magic so um um yeah we were we were just going down the street and then we were going to a hot dog place yeah we were, we were going to a hot dog place before but then uh, cheeky kind of had the intuition okay this place also looks nice has really good music so let's go over there and then they basically opened up the the ramen or, or we saw like okay they have ramen here and when do they start yeah at one which is like in three minutes or something so we we queued up and like half half a minute later like the queue was so full already like 20 people right after us so we're right we were right at the start and then then we got the ramen and you got to choose your chopsticks 
and <laughs> yeah and yeah who could have known that choosing the chopsticks could have such a big impact so at first i was like looking at two different ones and yeah, they were okay but there were some neon green ones so i was like okay i'm gonna take these chopsticks and then i don't know something happened like i don't even know exactly how it was but everybody just like stopped do doing the ramen and so on what he got the panda chopsticks the panda chopsticks and then then this girl came hey you just won something you won, won the whole prize and i was like okay and um then then she took me by the arm and like hey okay you just want a whole experience and and then yeah we sit with the guy and then another guy comes and says okay so we're gonna make the whole thing of you 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 are a lucky winner you are a first winner he chose the the panda chopsticks so we're gonna do like a, a painting on you and ayurvedic reading sound healing with like a didgeridoo so i don't know they spent like more than half an hour with us just giving me the best experience kind of like so, so many things such a such a beautiful moment yeah i mean i i just had like a little gut feeling of like i don't know we were technically not gonna go that way we were maybe gonna go back to the lemon uh to the lemonade stand where our other friends went but i just i don't know something guided me there i feel like and i got to sit next to you while they did the whole thing and it was so spot on um and then i i think that it was like ayurvedic medicine mm -hmm. type of thing and they taught us how to read our pulse mm -hmm. or something with like three fingers on your wrist and when you do it you you kind of instantly become very soothed and relaxed and kind of it, it kind of puts you in a different mindset a bit It's it's hard to explain, um, but I I was like wow, I can't believe this just happened. Mm -hmm. And the the guy the two guys that did it they were so happy as well to mm -hmm. do it. And yeah, yeah later you went back because you forgot something, and mm -hmm. then they were like super like happy. And I'm like oh my gosh, I'm so glad I could do this for you. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it, that you liked it, and that you know mm -hmm. I'm here. Yeah, I think this this was just also like an example of this, I don't know, magic happening, right? Like I, he 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 asked me a bit about my routines and so on, what's going on in my life and then gave on some suggestions how I could be like a bit more in balance and it touched me so much that I cried, right? So um, it was was very moving and even for, even for them, right? I think it's just an example of the this this magic which which can happen in, in Burning Man and the the culture of gifting right like receiving the gift was beautiful but also also giving it um very beautiful like um i was i was serving coffee the other day and it one was, was one of my favorite things just like seeing people happy getting a coffee in the morning and talking to them i i got some some gifts back and just yeah it's a gifting economy and it feels We, we, yeah, it feels weirdly good and, and different from what we normally do, paying with everything from, uh, with money. So there's no money. You can only buy ice with money. Um, and yeah, but getting the ice is also quite the, quite the treasure. So, um, The first two days I basically spent mostly uh, with, with building up the camp, sh setting up the shade dome. We also had a dome structure with like hammocks and so on. And then on the, on the third day, um, 
kind of the that work ran out a bit and but one thing there was still to do to get ice um so yeah i i went on and getting ice like uh, you pay for it at, at arctica in in like the middle of the of the playa a bit at the uh, of, yeah setter camp exactly um but it was a hard day and um it was so heavy like the wagon with the ice they couldn't take it with the bike so i had to like walk by foot and then sunscreen was running in my eyes together with the like alkaline playa dust which is also still already harsh on the ice so my eyes were like completely fucked and that it, it, it was the third day there was no work to do anymore so i mean it was good i, I wasn't really needed anymore but it also gave me i would say like a bit like a like a crisis point like you say okay the third day that's that's when you arrive but for me it was like okay there's no work to do anymore what do you do now like you were so busy with building up the camp what's next i think i was also doing it because i was a bit scared like going out by myself exploring more but yeah i was just sitting in in the camp the whole day my my eyes were fucked i was feeling bad and yeah i think there was kind of the the low or, or one low at least and um yeah but afterwards and went up again and um w w what did we do um uh, no. um along with the food i want to share the lemonade stand the lemonade place and i don't know if you can get it for me the the painting mm -hmm. yeah sure. i would like to share that And um, one of my favorite camps is a lemonade stand that also has an art place. So they have a whole station with so much paint, all the paint brushes, everything that you need to create a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And it was very funny because I didn't know that they saw, they have it there. Like you kind of go in for the lemonade and then you stay for the art. Mm. And I'm a big art hoe. And then it was funny. Like Leon was like, um, it's, it's like I'm dropping my child off at daycare. <laughs> it felt a bit like it. Yeah, you know, like when I've been to Ikea uh, daycare when I was younger. And then I felt like at some point I would hear across Playa, oh, please, can you pick up Valeria at the, at the painting camp? She's done painting. <laughs> <laughs> She wants to go, you know, home to camp now. And no, it wasn't like that. You actually arrived on a bike back on the on the on a double bike <laughs> so that was quite uh, quite the entry coming in but yeah it's a it's a beautiful painting and you gifted it to me and it's my definitely uh, i don't know physical res representation of i think our burning man experience and it for me it also looks like super vibrant super alive but also a bit like a like a roller coaster like like ups and downs so yeah i think there were some incredible highs a few lows but um yeah pretty cool mm -hmm. and then you went on on yourself a little bit um with ella um so while i was still busy building everything up mm -hmm. you, you went with her yeah ella she's a very dear friend of mine and i at the beginning i was you know very diligent with all the work and building up the shade mm -hmm. structure and the, our tent and this and that um But Ella, she's like, come on, girl, let, let's go to, I need to go to the bathroom. And then we were like going to the bathroom. 
It's like, no, no, no. Let the man do what they want to do. <laughs> no, she, this is like saving you just yourself. just off the tour. Like the bathroom <laughs> was such a big uh, excuse to just like go out of your way and like, yeah, fuck building up Shade Dome anymore. We're doing, we're going to have fun go uh, now, girl. Basically, that's how it was. <laughs> we talked to people. We went into the hot dog stand and we made friends with them beforehand. The, some other guy told us his player name and I don't know, gave us some tips and and stuff um what was your player name no no he didn't give me one he gave one to ella mm -hmm. i don't know she was like ginger something mm -hmm. i don't know spicy ginger mamacita or i don't know it, but I you gave remember. yourself a player name i would like to think that it was my dad who gave okay, it to yeah. me fair um, but, I mean, but i just like it yeah. so and i don't like rules go like, oh, you Don't you play your name? Somebody else has to uh -huh, give uh -huh. it to you. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. So what was your player name? My player name was Athena. Okay. I even had like this, like, I don't know, rays of sun crown coming out, and Athena was the name that I was gonna get according to my dad i was going to be called athena because mm -hmm. he's like yeah no that's so virtuous the uh greek goddess of wisdom and knowledge and so on um but my mom was like no she's gonna get teased a lot if she gets that name really why would you get teased of it um because in spanish athena is atenea Mm -hmm. And at Atenea, so now, like it sounds a bit like Atengas, uh, like I don't know. They, they, okay. she was like, uh, just insecure about it. Mm -hmm. But I would have loved that name as well. Okay, so where were we? Um, you had some, we had some beautiful experiences at the ramen. You went off with Ella, um, going to all the places, making friends. Um, I was going through my eye crisis and then we're rolling now i think i think we're going to the to the crazy stuff a bit now right so the two of us went out one evening and uh do you, i mean we went to a really nice yeah we went to the techno uh, to district you know the first party that we basically went to was No, district. It was like at the outer playa. Like first we took our bikes to like go to the, oh. yes, to go to the outer playa. And uh, just, I mean, the nature also at Burning Man, like being in the desert, like the, the sun, sunrise. yeah, sunrises and sunset. Sunsets. Yeah. Oh my God, out of this world. Cheap. So the sunrises were the craziest that, I, that I've ever seen, definitely in my life. Like just like a like a fireball getting reborn or something like I, we, 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 I saw two sunrises and both of it, like the, the point where you can see the sun and yeah. Yeah. Really good. And also kind of realizing that you have such like a fire energy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so like sunny boy. And then I was much more drawn to like the purple sunrises mm -hmm. where the, when the sky looks pink and purple and mm -hmm. blue and then the mountains, it's like, yeah. Yeah, the guy at the ramen place said I'm a fire dragon, so yeah. mucho fuego. Mucho. Uh, yeah, and then we we went to district, and um, yeah, we went we went to the outer playa, exploring. We went to the to the sex place. That was also quite an experience. Holy shit! Yeah, and I I briefly want to touch on it. It's just like. 
Burning Man, I feel like, is a very, very free place somehow. Like, you know, I, I grooved into it, like, day by day, and just seeing, like, for example, shirt cockers, which is naked people, they just have a shirt on, or a lot of people are just naked, or you see kids, or, or old people, but also in terms of sexuality, like, they're just a lot of, like, sex experience, there's now, like, an orgasm thingy, or the old, the creepy old guy with the sex unicorn or something. Oh, so, yeah. it kind of, like... Li liberated me as well kind of like at the first day i was still wearing shorts and then i uh went in, in underwear basically fr from then and then uh, on this one day we also went to to another sex place like where you can play out with like toys and so on and it was just kind of grooving into it more and more and um on one day then i even went naked so um yeah i went went naked i went to naked wrestling naked oil wrestling i think that's something i'm, I'm betting on that you most like i mean the world is too big I, i can't bet on it but it's definitely something that you might only find like in the proximity of burning man or something like at least i have never heard of it before like um yeah no, naked oil wrestling wrestling in the desert at least that's something that you probably can only do at morning man so i battled this russian guy he was really he, he was tough like it was freaking exhausting like you weren't there you didn't see it but it was uh, we were like all force I, I, i was very exhausted but yeah it was the experience we went we went for food and then we also went to the monolink set completely naked right yeah. that was the experience like dancing in a crowd of, of of a thousand people like in the back like naked and nobody really like blinked an eye on something right like that was a very liberating experience and i think the overall atmosphere kind of brought me into it a bit time by day by day the monolink um set was really cool because we weren't planning on it mm -hmm. we didn't even know that it was that day that monolink was playing like yeah i maybe wrote it down somewhere mm -hmm. but i didn't It wasn't in my mind. We were just naked and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It felt so liberating being naked. I went topless, then I went fully naked, but you kind of encouraged me to go fully naked. I don't know if I was ready for that by myself, mm -hmm. but you certainly pushed me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was like this isn't my dream. I saw monolink sets on YouTube. <laughs> Now I'm in one. Yeah, it was yeah, like a fulfillment. Yeah, that's how you Burning Man basically yeah. for the first time. For me, it was podcast and, and YouTube and for you, it was like all the music, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And all like this organica, like mm -hmm. melodic, atmo, techno, kind mm -hmm. of ethnic techno. It's very resonant with Burning Man. And this is music that I already listen to in my everyday. Mm -hmm. So also the algorithm kind of puts you closer and closer to what you like. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the music is mwah. music. Oh. Yeah, but it's not really like the music, like the people that are playing are not really announced before. And for me, like overall, the the music experience can be a little bit frustrating if you're like trying to like come with like your normal like concert mindset. Okay, I'm going there, and then the artist is there. Like for example, on some stages they announce the artist, and he didn't show up right hashtag best says rufus the rufus the soul he was never there <laughs> it was all a scam it's like they purposely are like fucking with you yeah. it's like yeah well fuck you guys random address thousands of people going there all the camps are like yo why are you here like this is too many people it's like isn't rufus the soul playing no 
no, it's not even an art car. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, oh, okay, let's go to Carl Cox instead. Mm-hmm. So we went to Carl Cox. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's the community doing it or like the organizers really encouraging, but they try really hard like not to be a music festival. Like stages kind of change the music style. There's art cars you, you have to find, for example, our favorite one, like the Mayan warrior, I would say. Like, I mean, it's it's noticeable, but you still have to drive around to find it a little bit, but very good techno there. Um, I would say my, I don't know, my favorite music experiences were, were uh, during the night, like the the big night out, the, the first all-nighter for me, where, um, yeah, we went to uh, Infected Mushrooms. And you went by yourself, I went to- we met up later which was a yes. bit frustrating yeah so uh, we decided to do lsd that night and um i don't know before before in, before doing that i'm usually a bit scared or like very cautious like i'm i'm very aware that it's like uh okay it's an altered uh, state of mind and um like it depends on set setting and dose so um about that you know am i in the right mindset to to go there do that um is the environment friendly and so me or or could this like be i don't know potentially dangerous for my psyche and so on so i'm usually pretty rigid with it or like try to plan it a lot and have have some anxiety with it but then um then actually going or usually like doing on it it's uh it's 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 amazing experience like you can you can have very different experiences and obviously on Burning Man, I would setting, uh, say the settings are a bit more external. So it's not so like an introverted setting, for example, what I al- already did, like um, where you can really use, for example, LSD or psychedelics in general uh, to do personal development or work on your trauma or enhance your relationship. I mean, we do, we did it on my birthday and I think there was there was an intense experience for... for we did it on my birthday. Yes, exactly. So some synchronicity there, but... It, it 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 is it is connecting. It's 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 a substance that de- definitely connecting you, um, either with yourself, with the environment, with the music, with the people around you, with with, with everybody. So um, for me, definitely a very beautiful substance, and um, I would say kind of the best what it really is for what people make it out to be. You know, like you kind of hear, okay, LSD is kind of like the, like, oh no, that's a, that, that's a bad drug and so on. Like, this is kind of like, are you also taking meth or something? Like uh, at the techno festival where I was in Germany, they were like, no, this is very hard. Like, I don't take this. I only take MDMA. But you can't really say it. You can't really say it like, oh no, that's hard now and MDMA is not. But yeah, so um, we took acid and... Uh, infected mushrooms played and generally psytrance played afterwards psytrance played also and i feel like that night was kind of the first time where i understood the freedom of i don't know just dancing at burning man i think i understood it for the first time just being under the stars being being in the desert like having so much space being so so remote somehow with like-minded people and just dancing any anyhow that I, that I wanted like with Psytrance there's kind of no rules anymore so you don't like I don't know it's just pure ecstasis and pure trance so very beautiful experience yeah in that in that evening I went off with Steph 
first mm -hmm. and we went to Mayan warrior mm -hmm. and play alchemist but in Mayan warrior you know I always like to be in the front and mm -hmm. where all the people have more space to dance uh, crazily mm -hmm. there were these two guys that captured my attention they were like I don't know they also looked like Vikings but they were doing this dance like this like um like brotherhood dance and like super like intuitive movement big expression mm -hmm. of it i was so cultivated by it i was like that is so amazing so the music in mayan warrior was really loud mm -hmm. i was admiring at you know the for thinking of this girl that also had earplugs and i was mm -hmm. like oh i should have brought mine i have some as well but i forgot them and then right when i was like talking to her somebody else uh, pulled out some earplugs and gave them to me and I'm like what that's so sweet thank you so much because it's like yeah my ear is getting fucked being so close to it but I also don't want to change it because I love being in the front mm. so like love of attraction or something and I think it's also like the the beautiful thing right like these the player provides like sometimes just things happen like we you got the earplugs on your birthday we met somebody who had birthday cake wow yes every year so far on your birthday you had birthday cake and even on your birthday even though we haven't prepared anything there was still a person with cake and you could take some some birthday cake basically so the player provides you make sure that you also can rely on yourself radical self-reliance is a value but kind of everybody makes sure that their glass is full, that they have their basic needs met. And then they can also like pour over and, and gift a lot. And it you really feel it and it feels, feels special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my birthday was incredible. Thank you for making it so special. So, so beautiful. I loved it. It was like extremely like good quality time. It was everything an adventure, exploring, uh, music, talking, grounding ourselves. Um, you even facing f some fears mm -hmm. of yours, and um, yeah, I, I I had such an incredible birthday, and it felt so special that it happened on the day of the man burn mm -hmm. it felt like wow this is the highlight and it, it's a bit of an ego death mm -hmm. also i think because usually your birthday you spend it with your with the f people that are closest to you with your but you know your family and i wasn't with anybody i wasn't receiving any messages any calls nothing no no phone connection basically at yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I think I didn't use my phone at all. Mm. You took some good pictures, which is good, but mm. my phone, um, nope, nada. And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. and But I also feel like so connected to the people and it felt like, yeah, you know, whatever you try to do in life, there's enough like-minded people in the world to... <sighs> help you and to support that and that will be interested in taking it up maybe as well so it was feeling like yeah you're not so alone and um that feeling of connection and community was very healing um especially if you're somebody that has been feeling a bit like an outsider for for your whole life 
realizing that it's not like that, that there's a bunch of people who are also willing to leap forth and chill out a bunch about a bunch of things, about sex, about drugs, about money, capitalism. And just, I think it's an, an initiative to start thinking of new possibilities for, for, for society building outside of Burning Man as well. It's an experiment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, because of this, like, I don't know, I, I'm only doing this podcast or like conversation or whatever, or like anything because I, I went to Burning Man and I also want to do it on other topics, but only because of that kind of like spark and uh, yeah, just feeling like um, you maybe you maybe feel like sometimes like an outsider, but at least if you're in that vibe of burning man you're like no you're just one of so many people and it's not even like only only these right and um also you might think like you're crazy or something but there are people like way crazier at burning man like you know like but yeah just walking walking around naked and um we we ran around naked on the fire you know like the the man was burning down kind of a bit like Yeah, the ego death, you know, like everything being built up for a city and then it gets burned down or, or tear down again. And um, yeah, we were running around there like childs or something. So Yeah, it's a bit like the Buddhist mandalas, right? That they spend so much time creating these beautiful patterns and so on just to burn it or tear it away mm -hmm. eventually. Because it's also about detachment from it. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt that. I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the Saturday uh night experience uh definitely felt the closest to like I don't know, ego death, right? Like we were laying in the in in the dust uh, on on the ground after like, you know, being around the fire um and going to Mayan warrior dancing and and seeing like all the beautiful art at night, going to the temple, right? Like there was also, you know, the temple is like a like a sacred place a bit where people remember of the people or, or yeah just people and animals that were important to them and kind of uh, put up pictures or, or flowers it's a bit i would say like the graveyard maybe like uh from burning man it's not that the people are actually there but just remembering them and then on sunday it also gets burned down so i don't know we went we went to that place but then we laid in the ground and we looked at the stars and we we were able to see the entire city and the entire chaos and madness and the rainbow lights at night and also have a bit of silence i mm -hmm. thought okay like this is very beautiful but also there's not much silence mm -hmm. in the playa um and that's when i was able to embrace again the playa dust i didn't do the dust angel when i walked in But I did do it on Saturday and it felt really good. Like mm -hmm. just laying there, talking. I don't know. I think we were talking about funky ghost stuff. And like, <laughs> Do you, what happens after death? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was beautiful. And then you also talked about we, we talked about hard things. We, we cried. We laughed. Mm -hmm. Just we felt all the emotions, I feel like. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thought about our family also, right? Yeah. So so much about our our life, but also kind of detaching from it. Mm -hmm. Kind of it's like, yeah, this is how I was born and how I was raised, but that's my history and my past is not necessarily me. Like it, I'm also 
more of an ethereal being. <laughs> yeah. You're Athena now, you know? Like yeah. Now I'm yeah, Athena. You have never seen this person here the, sitting in front of me. I'm, I'm not Leon, I'm Mr. Sun. You're Mr. I Sun. I have uh, come in this place, I have uh, arrived, and yeah. now I'm back from Burning Man. Now you're back from Burning Man. Exactly. I think also for me, Athena, I liked it. Like I even thought of changing my middle name to Athena. And mm -hmm. I looked into the paperwork to do that before mm -hmm. during COVID. And also when I brought it up to you to tell you this anecdote about my dad wanting me to put that name, he's like, you were like, no, I wouldn't like a world <laughs> that was called Athena. I think that's too imposing, too powerful. And I was like... I kind of like that you don't like it. Cause I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly what would come to my mind. Like, but we're also a bit different, right? We're not, we're not like same people. We we have an, uh, very different characteristics, and you like a few, uh, a lot of things, which I don't know, kind of only are unique to you. And I think that's some of it. Like, I think it's very fitting to you. And there's a reason that you like it so much. But maybe I'm like scared of it, right? Like, it's like a goddess. It's like a lot of knowledge, a lot of power and so on. So, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, laying there, just coming back to the city f felt a bit like, okay, we're, we're going again. We're going, we, we don't need all of this chaos. We're just like laying in, in the dust here. It was definitely cold, but otherwise I was still just like happy being there. But then, I don't know, we're going back to the city. We're, we're choosing to embrace in the chaos again. We're here for something. And yeah, then we went to this pyramid thing, Playa Alchemist, danced and uh, a, a new day c uh, came. And then we were still chilling in the booth and I was very afraid of the heights like in the dome people. yeah in the dome yeah so i did some exposure already like doing the bungee jump doing the skydiving and so on but still it hit me there and but you you helped me through and then coming down i was very happy that i went up so yeah big 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 adventure yeah and talking about just it's a place where you chill out about a lot of things very fast mm -hmm. and i think that was very freeing to me and uh so yes there are drugs in burning man you don't have to take drugs obviously you make your own experience um it's also like this big consciousness revolution of like okay leave no trace mm -hmm. um, big difference big yeah difference. yeah yeah I big mean. difference from all the other um yeah. music events that i've been to I've been at Ultra Miami this year, like the ground is covered in plastic balls, like you cannot see the ground anymore. And in Burning Man, it's this concept, like we literally picked up hairs from, 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 from the ground, right? Like leave no trace at all. Yeah, we like had the, the what's it called, like the little broom thingy mm -hmm. to move the know, dust. The thingy. It's just a thingy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the leaf raker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to move the dust around to see if there were microplastics or like small pieces mm -hmm. of paper or anything that didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And that felt so good because it's like, yeah, no, just be respectful of the place that you're in. Be respectful of your environment. Be aware of your waste yeah um how we're talking about waste how was your experience with the porta parties going for a week to the bathroom in porta parties for me it was not that bad honestly i think they've been very very clean like for porta parties like 
I don't know, just at the festival you think it's like super gross. And yeah, sometimes there wasn't toilet paper, definitely. Sometimes they are a bit dirty and so on. But I think overall I was like, okay, I got got used to it. Like, yeah, you chill out about a, f about a bunch of things really quick. Like we also, I also didn't shower for a week, right? Like you just wipe yourself off, but it's just the whole experience. I got kind of used to it really quickly, like being dusty. And um, I kind of slept a lot also, like that was okay. So <laughs> I wasn't super deprived, um, but definitely a bit of a pro tip. I felt that after after the beautiful, beautiful all-nighter with the side trance and then later techno, um, like sleeping during the day is just not regenerative. So like we slept for, I think like six hours probably then. But then still the night, nine hours. And I felt, I don't, I, I felt crushed. Like I didn't really do much that day. So a lot better, sleep two hours, do your normal day and then normal nine hours. And then I was already perfect in it again. Like, I mean, it, it just doesn't really work sleeping at the daytime because it's so hard. Like seeing the mattress, how sweaty it was. Oh, no, <laughs> it was a pool of sweat. It was so disgusting, so gross, so gross, so gross. <laughs> so disgusting. But um, that night of of the of your side trance and and the techno together, that was really cool. It was incredible. You, we were trying to look for each other, right? Because that was our meetup spot, mm -hmm. and it was really hard. But then you went up on the stage, mm -hmm. and that's when I saw you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so happy to see you. Mm -hmm. Went back to tell Steph, like, "Yo, I'm gonna go up the stage and and be with Leon." So yeah, just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And um, Charlotte David and Enrico Sangiliano were playing, and. Um, I got after the after their set, I got to um, hug and talk to Charlotte David myself. I told her how her music helped me bond with my best friend and find her music taste as well. That she was important to me in the context of my best friend Dani, mm -hmm. and um, we just had the most like also heartfelt hug. It was super beautiful, very very nice, and I also like. Um, thanked Carl Cox for his set and uh, my friend hugged him as well and that was really and cool beautiful beautiful sunrise set of all right? oh my god like the sunrise Brennan Gray is the DJ mm -hmm. that we saw for the sunrise also so good like wow such a strong energy and really nice yeah it was um, it was just an experience like being there up on stage like dancing next to Charlotte David because I kind of understood like there's no like real boundaries which you normally know from the normal world like this area where everybody dances would normally be like a VIP area where you have to kind of like pay like extra or need there was also no security like keeping away the DJs from the people dancing which just all I don't know it depends on the artist Carl Cox had security Carl Cox did have security and it was really annoying because we try I tried to go on top mm -hmm. with Carl Cox the guy was lifting off the the stairs really yeah what he's like yeah no more people it's already full we're 10 people over capacity but then he would let in other people up what okay yeah yeah that was nasty that was not cool yeah that was not cool 
I mean, even at Burning Man, they are assholes, right? Like, it's yeah. not like it's the the ultimate crazy thing. But yeah. Yeah. And um, it, from maybe all that we're saying, it can look a bit like a utopia. But um, to kind of ground it more, I had a sexual assault experience that was very, very unpleasant in the playa. I don't really feel comfortable going into details with it. But um, just saying, yeah, no, it's it's not perfect. No, it, definitely not. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with all the magic and so on, it definitely can feel like a... I don't know, shocked back to earth where you're kind of romanticizing everything a little bit, but then you're like, hey, it's it's still human, it's still imperfect, it has it has the light, it has the shadow. And the light shines really bright, obviously, but the shadow is still there. And um that's okay. I guess that makes it authentic and real and a, a place that can exist here on Earth. Because if it would be a utopia, it wouldn't be possible here on Earth, right? So yeah it certainly was the most violent sexual thing i've ever experienced but i also i don't know it gave me some awareness of things and i really and i understood that it also affected you yeah i I was the one kind of holding the space and i mean not letting it happen like i i was doing my best but i just didn't notice like i i, I was was going over and then then it happened so for me it kind of felt also like you know you trusted me very much and then i don't know this happened so i uh, it, it affected me as well like even though i didn't really uh, i don't know i wasn't in first line basically but i was still like emotionally definitely it was also em like the most violent thing that like happened close to me sexually as well so i, I still felt attacked by it or, or getting getting out of the mood and I was worried that would it affect my overall view of the week um, but I think it didn't like it just gave me a realer picture on it like there's disillusionment but also like just seeing the things for how they are and seeing the beauty in them but not I don't know yeah it's it's how it is right like it's not not a, any other way it's not a utopia so I think it was a unpleasant experience but also maybe the the thing that was supposed to happen there yeah 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 and i i'm quite happy with how we handled it mm -hmm. and i think that that brought us closer together yeah. going through that experience and that bit of trauma um when it happened like it's so hard to grasp it and and react to it like you kind of seeing how it affects you or not and i was like no i don't want to let it get to me But then later, like realizing, like no, this this makes me feel this way and that way, and us holding the space to heal and talk about it was very very important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, Burning Man, it's just I cried, I laughed, I danced, I lived, I yeah, I I I adored the my experience there. Yeah, and yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know if it was what I expected. Like, I mean, there was quite some anticipation building up to it. And I felt like sometimes um, I would say Burning Moon was like the most in a social setting, the most beautiful or the coolest place that I've ever been to. 
but I wouldn't say that it was the craziest subjective experience ever because I sometimes couldn't really immerse a bit because I felt like, you know, we were already traveling before a bit. I was kind of feeling stressed or like off balance between like, okay, following following a purpose or doing something kind of disgiving, right? Like me serving this coffee once gave me so much enjoyment and so much fulfillment. Um, so kind of being in that off balance, I, I definitely noticed it. But still like incredible experience and and a lot of good of it coming out of it, right? Like I feel more connected with you afterwards than, than ever before, basically. And just kind of going through that experience um, of the beauty and uh, not so beauty definitely brought me closer to you. And um, yeah, also closer to myself, kind of feeling a bit more confident about a bunch of things like I don't know, even even sitting here and 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 recording this talk and so on, and and feeling that that there are people out there that that, that care about it and so on, and um, kind of just seeing that such a space can exist here, like I think that gave me very beautiful perspective, and I'm going again next year definitely, and um, yeah, I don't know, just. A week in the desert. <laughs> right. Let's let's cover up some some highlights of mm-hmm. of Burning Man, and afterwards we do some recap of life lessons that we got from it. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to start. I shared it also with my electronic music group chat from my university. Some of these highlights I'm about to say. So one is um, going naked to Monolink. Mm-hmm. Other one, uh, getting to talk to and hugging Charlotte David. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one was my birthday, having cake on my birthday. And and just that entire day mm-hmm. was beautiful. Um, and the ramen, I think that was mm-hmm. pure magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some big lessons I got out of it. Let's see you. We we did some some sexual experimenting. Definitely. That was fascinating, very liberating, very freeing in comparison to in Colombia feeling so I don't know, such a hostile environment to even wear a skirt mm-hmm. or a dress. I just feel like it's so I mean, you got your backpack straps complimented, but otherwise <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. the most respectful compliment of your boobs ever <laughs> <laughs> that was too funny that was too funny <laughs> I know and we were riding around our bike the guy pulled over he's like I really like your backpack stra- uh, straps and I was wearing nothing else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hilarious hilarious iconic big big life lessons mm-hmm. I don't know hmm the leave no trace it really mm-hmm. resonates with me a lot this is something that i would like to work on later on in my life um to integrate and to help others integrate it somehow uh maybe build a business around it that would be cool yeah. are you gonna be yeah. build a nice business female founder on the table here <laughs> crypto founder <laughs> and <Andrea> said <laughs> Yeah, our our camp of the village had a like an open mic. So I, this is another highlight for me. Yeah. I rediscovered my connection to music and to drums, and yeah, 
I don't think anybody was expecting me no, to come just, up. I, I, I think you told me once, but you just pulling out, playing at the guitar and playing the drums and we made music together. So yeah. I don't know. I, we, we made music with um, another guy from our sister camp and this Israeli girl came up. She was singing and telling us about how she bought this thing on Amazon to be able to pee in her tent. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just vibing along with the piano, like accompanying the lyrics and kind of creating the melody and the mood it was super cool to feel like i didn't waste you know all the time that i invested in music when i was growing up mm -hmm. and it was the first time where i was really able to enjoy it so much mm -hmm. with the improvising just going off with what i had learned and mm -hmm. and pushing it and experimenting and it worked out so well mm -hmm. And then um, talking about this uh, slutty mic stand that our sister camp had, um, me and um, Andre and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, the Iranian? Aria. Aria. Yeah. <laughs> Aria, uh, we did late night crypto talks. So it was a bit like a, a radio show or a, mm -hmm. a bit of a podcast. We went up to interview random strangers and we would go up to them and be like hey sir do you know what nfts are uh, what is the most deepest childhood and childhood uh, trauma that you have Yo no sé, es un poquito mucho. Es un poquito mucho. Yeah, and we were just like, I don't know, teasing people. And then we started just talking about NFTs. And at first I thought it was a, a joke. Because uh, Arya always introduced the Ukrainian uh, camp leader of of our sister campus, crypto founder, Andrei Zelensky, <laughs> and so on. And then later I found out it's like, no, it's not a joke. He did found some companies in crypto and he's a big guy on it. You might see him later on the show. Hmm. Yeah, he might come to your podcast, right? Courage, <laughs> the one. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's kind of interesting. Like, so many different people are at Burning Man. I think Elon Musk is going as well. And Paris Hilton. Yeah, like, but it doesn't seem to matter that much. Like, I rarely ask people about their job and some, like, I don't know, uh, take their last money to get the... You probably need, like, a thousand bucks at least to go probably to Burning Man. That's a bit, like, the, the lowest end because the ticket and the vehicle pass, like, 800 bucks. But then with like supplies more like two thousand. I mean this is a lot of money, but some people like go off their way so hard, save the entire year to be able to go. Um but they're also like multi millionaire, billionaires, whatever, like having the craziest stages, the biggest camps, getting all the artists in, so but that these people like kind of I don't know, just chill together and be eye to eye and there's no class system, right? Like everybody that shows up early enough in line can get food, can, can go on an airplane ride, uh, can go on top of an art car if, if it's empty still, you know, like if it's very tight, obviously it's not a good experience, but just like very interesting uh, to witness that. Any more highlights or learning? Yes. And I saved the best or the deepest one maybe for last and uh it was on our last day during temple burn and i that was when i felt maybe maybe the sensation that you felt with the coffee 
maybe I felt something similar with it, uh, with what happened. Uh, so the temple, I only went once, I think you went twice. It's such a, I don't know, respectful place where you just connect with the suffering of others and everybody kind of tries to uh, burn the things that they want to let go of. Sometimes it's about uh, people in uh, in your vicinity dying. Sometimes it's about things within yourself that you want to let go of. I want to let go of so much self-doubt, being so self-critical, sabotaging myself. I want to let go of my family trauma. Like there, There's everything. All the walls are covered with things that people want to let go. When we walked in, there were people crying as well. I cried as well because the energy is just so intense and so mm-hmm. sad. And it kind of balances out the euphoria that you get from going to the music events and all the art. Mm-hmm. It also gets real. Like, no, death is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And you should be very thankful of every single day that you have because that's not for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, during the temple burn, I there was, there was a little kid, like the vo- voice of a little kid that was crying somewhere close to me. And he was just crying and crying. And I felt so touched, like my heart literally ached. And I just had the impulse. Um, so, okay, context, we have a little like hairband that had like two bunny ears. And then <laughs> when you moved it. The techno bunny. Like it flapped the ears. So it, looked like, it was such a vibe. It was, yeah. it tied the look together. Mm-hmm. It was very iconic and very special to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew how special it was to us. So, um, I, I turned around and I told Leon, Leon, is it okay if we go give the, the techno bunny wristband to, to the little boy that's crying? And then I think it took you a minute. I mean, it didn't took me a minute, but it was like, hey, do you really want to give this away? Like, this is a, like, a, it was still something like valuable to us, like, because it, a lot of experience was kind of in it. It was very, very iconic. But also then, After like two seconds, I was like, hey, we don't need it anymore. Like it served us so well. Like we we, we got our experience. And if we take it home, it might just lay around or something. So like this kid might need it right now. Like she, it is in a like, yeah, it could could cheer it up. So like it served us well. Yeah, Vale, give it, give it to the kid. It's okay. Yeah. So I crawled under because I'm tiny and could fit anywhere. <laughs> Chiquita. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I did the little thingy of like uh, holding his hand and passing over the the our techno bunny thingies, and he was so grateful. And the woman that was holding him was like, "Oh my God, thank you so much!" And he was like, "Oh wow, you got this. This is so cool. How special!" And uh, I don't know other people surrounding the uh, the boy also told you or told us like, "Yeah, thank you mm-hmm. so much. We really appreciate it." I was like, okay, I, this little boy is suffering and feeling a lot of heartache. I don't know what, but I am happy that I was able to share something beautiful with him to mm-hmm. kind of show him like, you know, there's still so much beauty in this world. And, mm-hmm. and um, I hope you can connect with also some of the sunshine in, in, in the world. And also something very beautiful happened um, in the, during the temple burn. Somebody screamed out loud. Mm-hmm. 
so everybody's super silent no music playing because this is you know real shit respectful Mm. as it as it gets somebody screamed fuck you for leaving and i was like yeah i mean that's really losing a loved one yeah like you might also be angry i guess he was angry like yeah he didn't feel prepared to lose that person and then somebody elsewhere close to it but they weren't together yelled i love you for leaving or i love you for living so it was a bit of a wordplay fuck you for leaving and i love you for living Mm -hmm. and i just thought that it was so poetic and it kind of highlighted the stages of grief like yeah i'm very hurt that you are not no longer with us but i also love and appreciate the time that we did have together and i'm so thankful for it and um yeah let's see how it goes with your family (laughs) (laughs) let's not talk about that (laughs) but yeah definitely and um for me it was kind of this full circle experience it was um we kind of went out of our way a bit to stay for the temple burn because it had some it has some line implications with it um how long you have to wait in the exodus line but i think i'm still very happy that we did it to kind of contrast all the madness and all the chaos and all the sometimes like hedonism also i mean they're also like workshops it's not only but um to kind of see okay there's also silence there's the mindfulness it's there's death there's reality so it feels like felt like a good closing closing moment yeah very much and I, I guess I've been exposed to the death topic since the very beginning in my one uh, excursion by myself with Ella. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this one guy that I talked to who had a very peculiar, like, robot-looking tattoo on his arm. And I just, I, I was attracted to, to the drawing and to the art behind it. And I asked him, like, hey, what what is that tattoo? Like, what is it about? And he's like... Do you really want to know? And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, bring it on. Come on, I'm, I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. And he tells me that this is a drawing that his wife made when she was a kid, mm-hmm. that his wife killed herself um, and she went to Burning Man, but he was very closed off to the possibility of going to Burning Man. He was in the Marines. You know, he's like, no, two other things I don't like. Hippies and the desert. I like the, the ocean. Yeah. So, you know, you could tell that he was this like super like, I don't know, organized guy, very like by the book, norms, military kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but in the grief process, you know, I thought I also wanted to kill myself because this happened right in front of my eyes. I tried to stop her and I was too late. Whoa. Yeah. This is definitely still another level. I think. Yeah. Like the, I mean, not the not the shame, but like the guilt that you maybe feel in it. That it, there's this voice which says like, "Hey, okay, you could have changed it." Mm-hmm. So I think that's way stronger when you when you directly see it. Yeah. I guess. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate more on who my wife was. What did she like?" And then. Um, he discovered this drawing that she did when she was younger and got it tattooed. He went to Burning Man, said Burning Man saved his life. 
Now he comes every year with his mom, with his brother. They have this whole camp and so on. And that was so touching to me. Mm -hmm. I think it almost brought me to tears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful sharing. And I guess there are quite a few of that stories, like not, not the same, but I also saw people getting married at, at Burning Man. People in our camp actually got married more or less spontaneously. Um, so there are a lot of people had Burning Man tattoos. And I mean, we are talking about it now. So it definitely impacts people's life. And I think it also impacted yours and mine. And um, I don't know just beautiful to see any more highlights or learnings or is it my turn it's your turn my dear okay thank you cheeky so i would say my highlights definitely the sex experience also like i don't know just feeling like so liberated going from from underwear and even inspiring your mom for example to also go in underwear then going naked just as the naked wrestling i'm going for that going to the to the dungeons with you uh we even went to the spanking place you know like there's like like spanking place spankies and i also tried that and uh yeah going going was iconic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also just being able to like curate such a beautiful birthday for you like you said it was one of your favorite birthdays ever and like maybe the f favorite highlight of burning man like at least the night and um yeah just being able to hold the space like that felt very giving so serving the coffee along the lines of giving was very very beautiful um my side trends party this is still something that i still want to show you like Go, uh, going to the techno stage and finding you I felt like I had to go on a little bit of detours like at first I didn't enjoy it so much but then I grooved into it but at, side, at the sideline stage I was just like wow this is freedom like so that was my favorite kind of like dancing or freedom experience I would say and um, yeah the ramen place was probably one of the most beautiful gifts that I received and yeah also just exploring on my own i think this was also very beautiful like being at the pyramid at playa alchemist kind of watching people different you know there's so many different people going to burning man shirt cockles naked people influencers uh, i don't know just hands-on people hippies um we did did go um, so many different professions and just seeing so many people in their power and like doing what, what they love, what is their profession also like kind of inspired me to like, I don't know, move forward with, with my profession and kind of explore that more. And I would say, yeah, big learnings were kind of like a bit I, the whole of burning man felt a little bit like a trip or i felt a little bit more egoless doing it and kind of feeling before it was coming with discomfort like i don't know planning it sitting in queue all of that it was anxious we had a bit of a like mental breakdown before even was like hey should i even go like we, we, we were talking in the car you know questioning everything so kind of the start of it is you need some some momentum to actually get there than burning man and then doing it is extremely beautiful 
but then at the end it's kind of something that i notice also like doing both my my trips at night like the experience is kind of sealed a bit with some discomfort at the end again like doing trips it's you know the ego coming back some anxiety in the chest okay the night is over now i don't know you're tired and there's just some it's it's anxiety before and anxiety after and at burning man we had probably like the worst like exodus experience that you can have for you like not being able to sleep for 10 hours only sleeping for like 15 minutes well how long was the trajectory like 20 some hours um 22 hours we took off took over us i couldn't sleep in the car yeah i i yeah i think you were like partially unconscious because you didn't don't remember yeah i left the car and i literally laid in the ground <laughs> Cause trying to sleep I was so desperate I was twisting and turning and putting my feet here then facing backwards and tr trying this and trying that and I I was like no fuck it I think I would be so much better off it seemed like such a brilliant idea to just go outside and sleep on the floor so I did that and then I was like laying there and it was like no but it's kind of cold but I was like no it's okay just go for it And then I started coughing. Mm. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I just want to sleep. So I think that's kind of what I feel like a lot of very beautiful things in life are kind of like, I don't know, hidden behind some discomfort. And uh, like I have this very beautiful memory now, but kind of looking at the end of it, it's like, is it all worth it? Is it all worth this money, the discomfort and so on? I think I can give it a clear yes, but while sitting in the queue, I wasn't so sure anymore. You know, people were getting angry again a bit, uh, again, screaming at each other. The playa groove was, was over as it came like towards deadline, like, I don't know, just time and traffic and so on so just just seeing that kind of and and remembering this pattern and um yeah i definitely i think i took some steps forward i i grew and uh i don't know tapped into a few things uh, where i want to grow and i think i got exactly the burning man that was right for me and um i think maybe everyone or a lot of people get that like there's so many things that you can do at burning man it's so diverse it can be such a different adventure for everyone you can do all party at night you can never go out at night do workshops you can there's just so much but i think if you're open to it and um i don't know yeah just open and immerse like exactly the experience that you need will will come you and you can find like the craziest things you can you would wish for you can find at burning man there's everything we we've been we even went to the orgy drone right like there's everything everything that you could wish for uh, ask for like i think there there there's the option to experience it there yeah some other things that were very beautiful were at the vintage culture set that i went with Alyssa. diplo they were doing a back-to-back -back, but diplo was so bad very superficial vintage culture blew my mind i'm like he's so talented these drops were so carefully drafted and so like multi-dimensional i really enjoyed it very very much and uh it was overall like a really crazy and very beautiful experience i hope we have been able to transmit that 
through all of our crazy stories that happened to us. Again, this is just our perspective and what happened to us. It's, everybody has their own experience. And um, yeah, I, I'm so thankful that I got the opportunity to go. And I would like to now work on integrating some of these values and, and some of these things into my, into my life, into my personal everyday. And uh, that's the beauty of it, that it kind of lives on beyond Burning Man. It's uh, also how can you be kinder to, to strangers and just seeing like, okay, what beauties lie behind the surface. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so it, it has these 10 values like leave no trace, radical self-reliance, um, radical expression, uh, participation. Yeah, uh, citizenship. So, yeah, I kind of felt like a citizen of Black Rock City. And, but I guess the idea of, of Burning Man is also that it's more than just Black Rock City, like more than this one week. And yeah, I think something stick with it. And I think that also points to this, like, I don't know, characteristic of being like a, yeah, just an adventure or something, but that, that lives on and influences you. And, um, Yeah, I don't know. We we have been to Burning Man now, and I don't know. It it does something. Definitely. Yeah, I gotta say for a minute, or I don't know, somewhere in the back of my mind, there was like, okay, what is Burning Man gonna do to our relationship? Because <laughs> it could either make or break it, mm -hmm. and um, I think it definitely brought us closer together. Mm -hmm. And um, but there was still a bit of like fear behind it, but not fear, just a bit of uncertainty and an exploration. But I think it brought out really beautiful things in both of us. And I feel like I know you more. And yeah, I'm very, very happy with how it went down. And I'm even more curious the things that it will inspire and spark in both of us. Mm -hmm. And I want to support you and be the most enthusiastic cheerleader ever and help you in every way that I can um, for you to start exploring and diving into your projects and doing all these cool things that you're super good at and capable of and letting your light shine to the world. I'm very happy. Yes, and similar things for you right like you starting your podcast after burning man i think it's also no coincidence we finished the cover today and i think it turned out really good so kind of i think it feels a bit like a different journey with you now like we're definitely going a bit lower on the like i mean we're still we're going to germany and so on right but it's like on the crazy travel hedonism and kind of seeing a bit more about i don't know creating something and um yeah this just inspired you know or seeing all these people and their purpose all this art even like science saying um create what you wish existed and um yeah so i'm i'm ready for the ride and let's see where it takes us and i think with that we're pretty much done let's go for food no <laughs> so okay And with that, we are out. No techno bunny. <laughs> <laughs>
嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟嘟